are listening to the Sweet Tooth Vegan Podcast, a show dedicated to fostering genuine relationships within the plant-based and vegan community. I'm your host, Shalina. The Sweet Tooth Vegan Podcast is available to listen on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, CastBox, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, and Spotify. Thank you for listening. Today on the show, I have Maria hailing from Colberg, Ontario, and I invited her to be on the show because lately I've been interested in learning more about minimal, minimum waste living and looking at veganism from an environmental perspective. So through connecting with her over Instagram, I saw that she was passionate about this topic and was living it. So welcome to the show, Maria. Hi, thank you for having me. You're welcome. How's your day going? Um, good. Yeah, good so far. I went for a walk, so I heard the birds and I got some fresh air. It was nice. Nice. Awesome. So, How about yourself? Yeah, my day's been going good so far. Pretty relaxing. Um, I've just been reading stuff about migrant workers lately, which is kind of depressing. <laughs> but, yeah. So before we get into the questions and topics for this episode, I was wondering if you could just take some time to share a little bit about yourself, just introduce yourself to the listeners. Um, sure. So my name is Maria, um, and like you said, I'm in Coburg now, um, but we just moved here last year. We were in Toronto before that, um, grew up in Toronto, um, and so it was a big change coming to Coburg, a small town, but we're loving it. Um, I'm a speech therapist by profession, but um, I do have a lot of passion for um, zero waste and veganism, um, and that started about a couple of years ago. I do have, I'm very active on Instagram on my Happy Beat account, um, and that, yeah, I just, I love sharing on it, anything I can to help anyone um, um, move into the zero waste or vegan lifestyle, is, um, I really love that. Nice. Thanks for sharing. I, I really like your handle name. It's so cute. <laughs> Happy Beat. So what's um what's your vegan story? Um, so it was, so we're, I'm, I've been vegan for two years, um, just a little bit over two years. So it was 2017 um, that my partner and me became vegan. But we had started already about a year before that, eating um, more and more plant-based. And that started with a documentary. <laughs> um, uh, it was the Plant Pure Nation documentary. Mm. And that one that we saw about a year before becoming vegan. Um, and that one, it really talked about all the, like the, the health benefits of a, plant, a whole food plant-based diet and the negative effects of um, all the meat and um, or animal products that, people, that most people consume in excess. So um, it was just so convincing, and we thought, okay, it makes sense <laughs> to eat more and more plants. We had, I think, a pretty healthy diet in the sense of we had a lot of veggies, um, usually a grain and a meat a protein, mm-hmm. um, and sometimes plant-based protein already. Um, but we, yeah, we just thought it made sense to include more and more plants. The more plants you had, the less uh, meat you had kind of to fill up. So, um, so that made sense. So we just started... Um, including more and more um, variety of, of, of veggies. And um, so that went on for a few months. And we also started going to um, the farmer's markets in Toronto. And let just we just loved it. <laughs> we loved um, getting local veggies. And um, one really cool part was that we got to try a lot of new veggies that we wouldn't have seen at the grocery store. Mm. Um, so that also helped with eating more plant-based, just... Um, we were having fun with it, having um, a bigger variety. Um, and then around, well, in that, that fall, um, I think we just kept, like, watching a few documentaries and, and really talking about it just between the two of us, just kept talking and talking and ideas, like, flowed. Um, and then we saw another documentary, I think it was, oh, yeah, Before the Flood that a friend had told me about. That one's by Leonardo DiCaprio. And that one focused on the environmental effects of um, animal agriculture. Um, 
and that one, I mean, I had always been, I thought of myself as environmental before that, like I was the one in elementary school and high school um, starting the recycling club and always recycling. <laughs> um, I thought I was doing great with that and just loving nature. Um, so I thought, okay, if we can change, if we can have a positive effect on the earth by just reducing the amount of meat that we eat and animal products, then um, then why not? Mm-hmm. Uh, we had already reduced a lot. And actually by November, um, I realized that we hadn't really been having any meat. Like it just happened. It wasn't it wasn't like our goal was to become vegetarian, but we just kept reducing and reducing and loved what we were eating. So um, it just ended up that way. And then we um, decided in November to just be vegetarian. Although at the time we called ourselves um, plant-based, like whole food plant-based. Um, we weren't, I guess we, we had thought a bit about the ethical side, but not as much. Mm-hmm. We just thought, okay, it's healthier and it's better for the environment so we can um, call ourselves plant-based. And then, um, so that was interesting with, with family um, because our, both our families do have, um, I guess, an average amount of, of meat and animal products. And then, um, but then like, so that was November and then we just kind of kept going and it was kind of like a snowball that we just kept thinking and, and say, and thinking about all our choices um, and like the effects that whatever we, um, whatever we choose to eat, what, what effect does it have on the environment and on our health? And then we did think more and more about the ethical part of um, why are we using these animals? And that, that's what led us to think about um, dairy and eggs Okay. and how, yeah, the animals, like they're still suffering and we're still using them. So by March that year, um, sorry, the next year, 2017, we uh, we decided to go vegan, um, considering all those all those aspects. Wow, nice. Yeah, one thing I really like about having people on my podcast is learning like how they became vegan, because like we all share this common denominator we're vegan, but we all came to it differently, and um, there there are some similar like aspects to it um but um thanks for sharing thanks for sharing your vegan story and um so the next question i have for you is what does it mean to be an environmental or climate vegan because i for me i became a vegan more for health reasons and then slowly started caring about the animals and then now i'm starting to learn more about like vegan from an environmental perspective so yeah I was just wondering if you could share your understanding of that like what it means to be yeah um so my understanding is that um it's someone who chooses to not have animal products so eating or wearing or using um animal products um for the environment so to help with um not having that negative impact that those products cause on the earth. So for example, um, the main part I think is food. So um, uh, animal agriculture, it's been shown in in a lot of articles and and studies that it it does have a negative impact on on the planet. Um, For example, the the fields that are that are used to grow the food for the animals. Um, also the forests, I think it's in the Amazon, just, or rainforests, like just um, cut down just to, to make these fields to grow food, um, to feed animals that we then kill to feed ourselves. Um, so it's kind of, why not use that land to, um, to grow food for ourselves, mm. um, directly kind of going straight to the source. Right. Um, So that's one thing is just the land that it takes one to grow the food for the animals, but then also the land that it takes for to raise the animals um, is a lot. Uh, There's also it's um, common to hear about the um, cows burps and um, and gases. um, And so those are I think it's methane, I think. uh, Yes, I did hear about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and apparently it's really it's really bad for yeah, for, for, for our air, for greenhouse gases and carbon. Um, so 
yeah, just I think a big part is just the amount of meat that that the world eats. Um, I think it's just we're so many humans, and it's there's so much meat that's eaten that gets eaten. Um, so there's a lot of animals um, that are producing these gases, and a lot of animals that we need to feed uh, with the land and the um, yeah, and having space for them too. Um, and I've also heard about just like pollution from like factory farms, um, just the, the waste that's produced from um, from having the animals there. So I think it's their waste, like their actual, um, you know, excrements, but, mm-hmm. um, but I think just factory farm waste too, um, which can pollute the water and the soil. Um, and then I've heard too of, I think it might, it is when one of the documentaries too, is just the, um, it pollutes the air, um, that there were, there's a community in the States, I'm sure it's um, kind of a little bit everywhere, but how there was like um, lower income communities around, living around um, areas that are, um, that have factory farms and that those pollute the water and the air that they're in too. Um, so it doesn't just affect, I mean, it, it affects the climate, but it also affects the people living around these farms. Right. Um, and then some people say that, well, why not have um, grass fed beef? But apparently it's not, like, thinking that it could be more sustainable than factory farms. Um, but I had heard a, a podcast episode recently. I don't remember which one. I could let you know after. But um, it was about how it's not actually sustainable if we're thinking of eating the same amount of meat um, as people usually, as people do. Then it, it wouldn't be sustainable because it takes more land to raise um, grass-fed, um, grass-fed cows. Just because then they're grazing, they're they're out, they're using more space, so that too, it's not it's not it's not more sustainable. Um, yeah, yeah. So it's just kind of it's choosing, it's um, making those choices to help the environment, but by um, choosing to not consume or use animal products because of just the effects that they have. Right. On 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 the environment. Right. Thanks for that clarification and. A few of the things that you said, I am in a previous episode, I interviewed one of my friends and he talked also about the fact that the waste from these factory farms are like negatively affecting uh, low income communities, Um, like their water and their like, yeah, it's just really sad. And most of these communities are people of color, like blacks, browns, and it's just really really sad <laughs> so yeah yeah there's a yeah. lot of yeah there's a lot of talk on um well I, I usually I get a lot of my news from Instagram but um just how um lower income people are the ones who uh are, suffer more from the from environmental effects mm-hmm. um yeah and that's one example um with with um with the farms too Mm-hmm. So how how would you define um, zero waste or minimum waste living, and how is that tied into veganism? Um, so uh, zero waste or low waste living is um, really trying to reduce your waste as much as possible. The term zero um, isn't actually isn't attainable in our society now and just the way that the economy is set up um, because things are produced to at least in some part of the way um, end up um, being disposed of so if you buy um, anything packaged um, the packaging will go to recycling or the garbage but even recycling like there's a lot of issues with that but not everything gets recycled and we can go into that too <laughs> um, oh so, interesting I didn't so, yeah, know that trying to reduce sorry I didn't know that. Not everything that gets put in a recycling bin yeah. gets recycled. Yeah, I don't remember what the percentage is, but it's oh. it's lower. It's much lower than we think. Oh, and there's no. a lot of reasons for that. Is one is um, contamination. So, um, for example, if you throw out, our people, um, we're supposed to clean what we put in the recycling really well, like a peanut butter jar. You would want to wash it and get the peanut butter out because if you have too much of that in like a, a batch that goes to recycling, then the product that's produced 
like the recycling product that's produced isn't that great because it's contaminated with food or with other things um, that shouldn't be there so then not all of it gets recycled I'm not sure at what point they discard it like if it's at the beginning or if it's the recycled product but that's one reason Um, I don't know I guess I guess too this is kind of kind of related but like um, when you put recycling out and things fly away (laughs) a lot of garbage ends up like just on the street or on the grass yeah Um, that is true so like it's it's kind of like you put it out it's out of sight out of mind but really um, it doesn't all end up where you think it'll it'll be and um, I think I, I know that like it's beneficial financially for some things to get recycled um like I think it's better to have like aluminum recycled versus I think plastic kind of keeps degrading and isn't isn't 100% um, um, like a, the best product. The best, it's not like you recycle 100% plastic, but with aluminum you can apparently. Hmm. Um, so I guess there's incentives to recycle more like of the good, the better stuff. Um, yeah, so in, in that sense, like recycling isn't the answer. Like if you do have something to recycle, then for sure clean it and like try to try to keep it all together in your box and recycle it but um it's just best to reduce reduce as much as you can before even thinking of recycling or refusing something before thinking of recycling and that's part of the zero waste um movement is to yeah to just reduce as much as you can um refuse so um there's a lot of things that we don't need to accept that we just take either it's free or um like for example, right now in Bulk Barn, I love Bulk Barn. Um, they're doing a fifteen percent off. Uh, I'm not paid by them. <laughs> I just love, yeah, I love what they do. But um, they have that re- reusable um, container program where you can bring your own containers or bags clean, um, and they weigh them, and then you can fill them up, and then um, that way you don't have to use the, the plastic oh. bags. Um, yeah, so right now they're doing that the fifteen percent off um, until. I think it's Wednesday. It, everything's on their website, but um, they're also giving free bags for if you spend like fifteen dollars or more. Like the big, um, they're kind of like bigger plastic, reusable plastic bags. Okay. Um, but that's one thing. I'm I refused it because, like I said, no, I don't. I don't need one because um, I already have a lot of bags. So, so we just we don't need as many things um, in our lives. Um, that's one big part too of the zero waste movement is just refusing um, refusing a straw, for example at a restaurant um or um i don't know uh, a lot of things that come in packaging we can refuse um reducing like i said um so just just using less things um reusing is a big big part uh, i love i love that part because uh, it just makes so much sense to um reuse what you have just use what use what you have before going to buy something new hmm. um and and that also counts. So reusing what you have at home, but also using um, what other people might not want any, anymore. So like thrift stores or Kijiji um, or buns. There's a lot of different ways to get things used. Um, I've gotten things like plants this last year. Sorry, when we moved in to our house, um, we started getting plants on Kijiji, and that was really fun because I hadn't thought of doing that oh, before. Wow. But really, like everything, <laughs> almost everything we have is is secondhand. Nice. Um, some people I think grow like they propagate they they, they um, like take cuttings from their own plants and, and make little plants to sell them on Kijiji so you have that too but there's also people just downsizing hmm. yeah. you mentioned something about refusing straws so some people listening may not know like the reason behind that so I was wondering if you could expand more on that so um, um, if you think about straw, they're made of plastic, and um, plastic is just one of the worst things, I guess, in terms of waste for the environment, especially since you can't recycle a straw. Um, so we've seen, I think a lot of people might have seen the, the, uh, an image of like a turtle in the ocean with a straw through through his mouth, or through, through his nose. Um, so that could end up um, harming uh, wildlife too, um, besides um, ending up somewhere and turning into microplastics, like degrading. Uh, one plastic takes a long time to degrade, but like 
hundreds of years. Um, but also, while it's degrading, it's turning into tiny microplastics that if it does end up in the ocean, then that could end up um, in, in, in fish or, in, or harming wildlife or harming coral reefs and just making the water um, more polluted. Mm. Yeah. Um, so, so you can, um, so that's the bad thing, I guess, about the straws, but, um, so you can go, when you go out to a restaurant, you, you could ask if you, when you order a drink, you can just say, uh, oh yeah, no straw, please. Or, um, or you can ask, oh, do you usually put a straw? And then you can say, oh, that's okay. I don't need one. Um, and you don't necessarily need a replacement. Like a lot of drinks you can just drink straight from a cup. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, but if you, if you did want a straw, because I don't know the feel or you just you, you enjoy drinking from a straw then you can um, get your own like a metal one or a glass one or bamboo there's a lot of, of options um, and um, some restaurants I think are starting either to actually so they're, they're not using straws anymore um, and some are replacing them with paper straws which I guess is better still than plastic but um, we don't always need a straw anyway so right um, yeah, so you can just refuse. You can just say, no, no thanks, no straw. And I have a question. I don't know if you know the answer, but these companies that make straws, plastic straws, do you think they know the environmental impact, like the impact that it has on the environment? Mm-hmm. Or are they just like, know. they know, yeah. but they just, they still want the money? Like, Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, there's so many straws, if you think of, like, they're so small, and it's just so many are produced. Um, yeah, I don't know if, they, if they're aware. I, I hope they're becoming more aware, because it's just, it's more on the news now. Um, and, like, and because some companies, too, are switching to other materials for straws, then mm-hmm. hopefully, like, the ones that do still produce plastic ones, then maybe they'll catch on. Um, I know that, like, I've heard of um, some concerns with some people, maybe um, with disabilities, um, that they might need a plastic straw. Like, that that might be the best option for them. So um, I'm not sure if banning them is, is the best option. I mean, that, that could be part of it. But um, there's also straws coming out, like silicone, which is, I believe, yeah, still plastic, but it's, it's reusable and it lasts long and it's safe um, and soft for your mouth, too. So... Um, if you're worried about um, that, or if that's one of your concerns, then you can also get a silicone straw, hmm. or like a silicone tip for a metal straw, something like that. Nice. Yeah. And how, I guess, um, accessible or affordable are these alternative straws? Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen some, I think it's Bulk Barn that has them for like, oh my gosh, <laughs> I hope I'm not wrong with this, but I think they're less than $5 there. Um, another place, um, so in Toronto, um, I really enjoy going to Bear Market. It's um, a, a package-free um, shop, and right now um, they're doing, or they've been doing pop-up shops, um, and they're going to get a permanent location, I think, later this year. Nice. So I, I don't remember the prices for their straws, but they're not they're not expensive. Um yeah, it's just a little, like, a, I think less than $5. Okay. You could check that, too. But, yeah, they're, yeah, they're not. Yeah, I think I have a bamboo one from them, I think, was less than 5 um, And that one's lightweight. Um, sorry if I'm wrong with the price. But, <laughs> yeah, they're not, they're not that expensive. But, again, like, if you can't, if you don't want to spend on a straw, then you don't have to. Because it's just, in general, I think most, um, most of us can just drink from a, from a cup. Right. So with zero waste and eco-friendly living, we're trying to reduce our impact on the environment. Um, and another another term for it is low impact movement, um, which kind of that that term or that um, yeah that term um, kind of um, groups everything together that you're trying to have the least impact. And I had read recently that um, a lot of the plastic pollution in the ocean actually comes from fishing nets. Oh, uh, which surprised me because we're always we're always thinking of plastic bags and uh, and straws too, but apparently a lot of it does also come from fishing nets, um, and some people who who do try to eat more plant based, they might still eat um, fish, but um, that's just something to consider too. That it um, 
yeah, that fish isn't always um, uh, as sustainable as, as pe- some people might think. Um, and like I had said before, like just the fields and the forests that are cut for um, growing food for livestock, like that's all related to eco-friendly living because we want more trees. We don't mm-hmm. want to cut them down. Like trees are one the only thing I think right now that really it takes the carbon um so it's cleaning the air Um, so we do want more more and more trees um something else too is with like animal transportation so from the farm to the slaughterhouse and then to the store wherever you're buying it so there's more transportation too with creating um animal products wow I didn't think Um, of that interesting mm -hmm. yeah if you think about like like I had said before, like cutting, just going to the source, mm-hmm. we can just go straight to the veggies <laughs> versus um, making like, it's just so much energy and resources that go into raising or growing or sorry, raising animals um, to then like transport and then process and everything and then feed. Um, and you're, you're, you're also transporting the food for them. So, so it's all, we can just it's less um, resource intensive, I think, to to have um, to just go to plants, and it's less water to or the energy that it takes to um, grow a whole being, like a whole living creature, to then um, end up on a on a plate. Yeah, we could um, we could go straight to veggies. Right. Yeah. It's definitely making me think about like as you're talking about minimal living. It's like I'm reflecting on how I could start practicing that mm-hmm. um and like reducing your reducing the amount of things yeah that you have or... yeah um I think it was on your Instagram I saw um you know when we go to the grocery store and in the produ- produce section they have those plastic bags to put your produce in I don't know if it was you but someone had like net bags that they Mm-hmm. I posted recently about produce bags, yeah. Yeah, I was like, oh, this is great. I need to get some. Yeah. And what's cool about it, actually, is, like, when you start thinking about zero-waste living and veganism and how they connect and stuff, and, um, or just, yeah, the whole, uh, every eco-friendly thing, um, you start thinking about everything and, like, all your choices and, oh, wait, so what, how does this like what impact does this have mm-hmm. and when you think of grocery shopping there's a lot of things that don't even need to go in separate bags like um like bananas they don't need like they have a peel that you're not going to eat anyway so like I used to put like years ago I used to put them in bags right um or like avocados like it's better to um if you're thinking of, of reducing plastic and waste like just choose the loose ones versus the ones in mesh um and then you can even put them straight into your cart. Um, it's fine, like the cashier, you just group them together on the on the it's called conveyor belt thingy, and then uh, and then they'll just weigh them or count. I don't know if they're by item by like the prices for each one, mm-hmm. and then you can put them in your in your other bag or in your purse if you forget your bag. <laughs> um, but yeah, a lot of things don't don't even need bags. But if you yeah, if if it's helpful like for grapes or her- or herbs. And you can also have those those produce bags, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of them like that, um, now available online or in, in like local um, green eco-friendly stores. Um, uh, but you can also make some. So I've seen uh, some people make them out of like t-shirts. Um, oh, okay. Your eco friend on Instagram, I think she does some workshops sometimes on that of doing making bags out of t-shirts. And if you're good at sewing, or if you know someone who has a sewing machine, they can sew some too. Um, with like um, old bed sheets or or anything that you have, mm-hmm. I've seen some too. Um, the, most of our first ones are from thrift stores that I just got for like a dollar. <laughs> so they're just um, cloth bags that aren't necessarily for produce, but they're cotton and they're um, they're again like thrifting. I think that's one of the best things because you're you're not producing something new. You're just mm-hmm. getting it used, and some things aren't even that used. Like some things are are new, and people just don't want them anymore and they or didn't use them and they so they think of giving them the thrift stores mm. but yeah so a lot of our um bags are actually from thrift stores wow i need to get some <laughs> or yeah. make some yeah so what are some like for people listening and for myself 
that are interested in transitioning to a eco-friendly lifestyle, what are some tips that you could share that will help, I guess, help an easier transition? Like what sorts of things do we need to know and mm-hmm. things that, um, that helped you? Mm-hmm. Yes, I think, um, I think starting slow is good. <laughs> I know some people do well with um, just like cutting everything out from the beginning, but I think um, you could get overwhelmed. So starting slow is good. Um, I heard of one tip from someone and I thought, oh yeah, that's kind of what we did without really thinking of it. But she said, um, look at look at your trash. Like just look at what's in your trash right now and choose something that you could replace. So like, like, um, like coffee cups, for example. Um, someone who doesn't drink coffee often or hot chocolate often, they might not need like a reusable cup or that might not be one of the first things that they get but if you get a hot drink like once a week once a day (laughs) then that might be something good that you that you could replace um or like um like granola like cereal was one of the first things that we replaced um by buying it bulk in bulk so um we just we had cereal we have granola every morning um so we that was yeah we were buying like maybe two boxes week something like that um and then and then by going to bulk barn again or other bulk stores um you could put them in your own container and then you're already cutting out like the cardboard around it and the bag inside and it's just directly in the in your jar in your bag um yeah so so one thing is um i think looking looking at your garbage and seeing what what you could replace and you could just choose one thing to start and then um when you feel comfortable with that then you can look at another thing it kind of comes naturally I think like once you start replacing slowly Mm -hmm. you're like oh yeah I feel ready to do that um that other thing um and like step by step and um I think not everything like some people think that um it takes more time and because you might have to have more things homemade but and it it could be true for some things it is true for some things but for a lot of things you could just um, you don't have to make it all. <laughs> so like, um, so bulk again, uh, a lot of grocery stores have, have small bulk sections too. Um, and so you could start there, like you could buy, so for example, um, I used to have granola bars every day, uh, with like individually wrapped, um, just cause it was easy to take to work. Um, cause I, um, I travel a lot for work, so it was an easy snack. Um, but then, yeah, that was one thing, like, I looked at my gra- garbage and I'm like, oh my gosh, there's so many granola wrappers by the end of the week. So, um, I just started replacing, um, replacing that snack. Like, the purpose of it was that it was a, an easy snack. So, mm-hmm. what's another easy, low-waste alternative? It was to fill a little jar with, um, with nuts and I would take fruit too. So, just an apple, something easy to just eat on the road. Um, something else. An example is um, paper towels. That was one of the first things too that we replaced, um, just because we were the kind like we used bounty paper towels for everything. Just like there was water on the counter, okay, I'll wipe it down with with a paper towel, and then like thinking that it might be dirty, then I would just we would throw it out. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we just started using um, old towels, just like old face towels or hand towels, um, and they they actually absorb really well. Um, and so in the end, it's it's even cheaper because you're not buying like these paper towels every I don't know how often, but um, you could use old towels or t-shirts. Um, that's something that we've been using recently is um, t-shirts with like events on them <laughs> that you might have gone to a few years ago right. and you might not wear again. Um, you could use those or like if you really don't have anything because you might be someone who just doesn't keep those things. Um, you could go to a thrift store and get like there's so many event t-shirts at like value village um that like i don't know if anyone will ever buy them because they might have an event that you you're not interested in or like a year like 2004 or something right so you could just like cut those up it doesn't have to be pretty it's for cleaning anyway so you can do that um there's a lot of like options too that you can buy like um sponge towels or um on paper towel rolls um, but if you really just if you're just starting and like you just want to replace something like then you can um, or substitute something that you would buy you can just use 
those things that you already have. Hmm. Um, Are paper towels um, compost compostable? Is that a word? I think I they are in some places. Um, I think they are in Toronto, from what I remember, and in Oshawa. Um, Coburg doesn't have um, compost yet, but we're getting it later this year. Yay. Oh, wow. Um, they don't. Now, yeah. Oh. For now, we're taking our compost to Oshawa because my in-laws are there. Um, so we just add a bag to their green bin. And I think, yeah, I've been put, um, like we've, we had been putting Kleenex in it. Um, and so not paper towels anymore but when we were at their house um, where they use paper towels they put them in there um yeah but still like it's still in that sense like it's compostable but it's better to just not even have it there right to Um, reduce yeah like reduce it yeah exactly yeah Hmm. if you can just um replace it with something else like first you can use so that's that's another thing sorry so like like tips are like um Another tip would be like first use what you have. Um, so I was I was talking about replacing things, but like number one, two is or like one of the first things is yeah, just use what you have. Um, you don't have to go and buy something new. Um, so like on paper towel rolls or something pretty like that. Like you could just use yeah things that you have at home. Um, or like finish what you have first and then go and buy something like um, like um, sponges. I. I recently posted about um, things that you can use for like cleaning, washing dishes, hand washing dishes, and um, if you have like those green and yellow sponges, that like, you can you can still use them. You don't have to throw them out because that's even more wasteful. Mm. Um, so when you're close to finishing them, then you can like buy you can buy something that's more eco friendly, um, or like containers. Like a lot of fo- photos on Instagram are of like pretty jars and containers they're like all the same but really um yeah you could just use like old pasta jars um or any container you already have um i love um wax wraps like that there's a company called earthology and they have um, vegan wax wraps because most of them are beeswax but they make them out of plant-based wax um so i was waiting a long time to buy those i kept seeing these wax wraps on Instagram and thinking, oh, they're so pretty. I want them, but really, I have containers, and we live, we like use containers for months. Um, we had a lot of containers. Some I, I needed, we needed more, so I got some at a thrift at thrift stores. Um, but then eventually, um, I decided to to get a pack a pack of the wax wraps, um, and they've been so practical for things that don't have lids. So it, it's those those extra things are more for convenience. Okay. Once you're already kind of thinking more about it are they like they kind of look like cloths yeah exactly yeah I think okay. most of them are like cotton they're just cotton cloths and then um they're waxed I think they melt the wax on it like it's a mix of waxes and resins or oils um and then so when you buy it it's it's not sticky on your hands but when you you use like the warmth of your hand to wrap it around a bowl, for example, and then it, it sticks pretty well around it. Or like a sandwich, like I have to take a sandwich to to work, so I I'll wrap it in a in a wax wrap. Where I could use a container, but sometimes now that I have the wraps and all the containers are filled with leftover food <laughs> or something else, then like the wax wrap is easy and light. Like mm-hmm. for um for hiking or something, it's really it's practical to take something lighter. Yeah, yeah, I think I remember seeing those uh, little advertisements on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're becoming oh. more popular. It's great. Yeah. And wow. they're compostable, I believe, because it's cotton and then it's just wax around it. That's um, that you can. I haven't had to get rid of any yet, but I, I think you can just put it in compost. Mm. I think. Or um, I think for beeswax wraps, I believe you can like re-wax them i'm not sure about the vegan ones i can ask about that <clears throat> but um they're a good option too nice wow great yeah. those are some great tips you shared um and i was also wondering like I, th- I think you briefly mentioned one misconception that people may have about um, eco-friendly living you mentioned that some people think it may take more time um yeah, like it might take a little bit more time and and really like it doesn't have to be um everything so there was a quote i think it's zero waste chef 
um, and it's not, this isn't word for word, but it's something like, um, we don't need a handful of people doing zero waste perfectly. We need millions or, I don't know, everyone doing it imperfectly. Mm. So, um, and yeah, like that, that's what, that, that would be the best case is that like everyone could do a bit, um, their part and it would have a, an effect because when you do something, it could affect someone else. Like, I mean, they could be motivated to do something too mm-hmm. without you even directly like telling them to do it. Like they could just see and they're like, oh yeah, that's a good idea. Mm-hmm. Um, and like not every, like depending on your life circumstance, like where I'm just at home with my partner and uh, just us two, we don't have um, kids yet. And, um, but our life is different than someone else who might have, um, more kids or they could have kids <laughs> or like their work schedule is different or access to different stores um or access to a car or not um so like depending on on your life um you could choose different things um so um yeah like for us like luckily we do have a bulk barn close by if you don't have a bulk store that accepts reusable containers then you can choose things like um bigger packages that way you're reducing the the size of the packaging at least or like the the, the garbage that it produces mm. um like detergent or something for laundry like you could choose the bigger one versus the smaller one or uh, or like i said like at grocery stores like try to choose the package free options um as much as you can i know there's some things that some people like to buy packaged because or they don't like the packaging but it's like organic things often i think at grocery stores come packaged mm-hmm. um but um, as much as you can, like, you can choose the ones that are not packaged. Mm. Um, or, like, I, we love going to farmer's markets. Um, that was one thing, again, that, like, from with our journey, with vegan and zero waste journey, um, it was a big part of it. And it still is. Luckily, there's a farmer's market in Coburg, which is part of why we chose to come uh, here. And, um, yes, yeah, so if you have access to a farmer's market or um, if you can sub- subscribe to a a veggie box, a CSA um, veggie box, which is a box that you can get from weekly, I think, from a, a farm close by, um, and they can give you, so that you, you get veggies from their farm, um, okay, but you subscribe yeah. for the season. Um, so I think it's cheaper than getting, like, individually at a market, but, um, and you get a nice variety because it's whatever they, they have, nice. and it's fresh, <laughs> yeah. Um, so if you have access to that, that's that's great, too, or a farm stand. And you can request like less plastic. Some places, the one here anyway, doesn't. I don't think they put anything in, in their plastic one. The one I'm thinking of is Forage's farm. Um, and um, but if it is if it is um, a farm that does use some plastic, you could all, you could request. It's it, that's one thing too that I've become more comfortable with is requesting for less plastic. So like the rare rare times that I've ordered something online because everything is everything we get is used but the, the couple of things that I've gotten something online I've I've asked for um oh can you please um use minimal packaging or plastic free packaging and it's been fine wow I didn't um, know you could do that mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's kind of like every like without getting overwhelmed just anything like any choice that you have to make try to think like oh yeah what's involved in this like can I is there anything I can do to reduce mm-hmm. the waste that's gonna come with it um. another if i can mention like another misconception mm-hmm. um is that it's um i think another misconception is that it's more expensive to to live um zero waste or to to live an eco-friendly lifestyle i think it's because of people um seeing like the the really pretty things like products that are online um or usually on Instagram, like very, very um, pretty, yeah, things um, that that could be expensive. Um, but if you think about it, um, the most zero waste is to not buy anything. Right. Like you're just refusing again and reducing and reusing what you already have. So in that way, it's cheaper because you're not going out and like buying new things. Um, it slows you down. Like you don't um, think of buying something new every season for clothes, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, bulk, 
like buying in bulk is is sometimes cheaper not always we haven't done calculations but i've seen people um, post about like comparing prices and for a lot of things it is cheaper um for some things it isn't but um in general like you can buy in bulk um and for example um this is one thing that for sure is cheaper for us is we've been doing laundry with vinegar with just white vinegar um and just for our regular um weekly clothes and um that's much much cheaper (laughs) than detergent um i don't remember how much like maybe three dollars for like a really big jar um and that i got refilled um at bear market in toronto no Um, wait a second so we have a little bit of detergent for things that are more soiled like Uh like dirtier um but um i don't know i i haven't I haven't been able to see a difference yet between like just using vinegar and just and using detergent, but for regular stuff at least it's fine to just use vinegar, and, no. and your clothes doesn't smell like vinegar after because when it's dry it's fine. Um, Interesting. So yeah. I I you know what a few years ago I heard that um, people could use vinegar as a fabric softener, like if they don't yeah. have liquid. But I never heard, like, this is my first time hearing that you could actually use it in replacing, mm-hmm. replacing detergent. And yeah, like vinegar vi- is, wow. like, we use it too for, <laughs> we use it too for cleaning, like, counters. We make, um, a vinegar citrus spray by, um, infusing, like, citrus peels that we've just used from using lemon or oranges. Um, you let it sit in vinegar for a week or two, and then, and then it, and it's more it's stronger so vinegar is a cleaning product like you can use it because i I guess because it's acid Uh um and then the lemon adds to that too to make it even more powerful and it smells nicer um so that too like with reusing everything you try to like we've been sending our we've been taking our compost to oshawa because i I work in oshawa so i just take it when we go when i go there or when we go see my in-laws but um but yeah, like trying to reuse whatever you have first is great. Like we use the, those lemon peels and then and then compost them. Wow. Um, yeah, but so yeah, vinegar is great for cleaning. Um, apparently, yeah. So you can use it too as conditioner if you're like if you're using more natural hair care. <laughs> um, if you if you use like a soap bar, or sorry, soap bar, shampoo bar for your hair instead of liquid shampoo. Because um, then you're you're reducing packaging with that. You what? There's shampoo vinegar. bars. <laughs> There's so much. No yeah. way. So you wow. can use apple cider vinegar for your hair, and it makes it like softer. Yeah, yeah I do use apple cider vinegar actually. As like, Sorry? like I do use apple cider vinegar. Oh, when I do. Okay, to cleanse. Yeah, yeah, to cle- as a cleanser. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, um, cool. Yeah. But I dilute it with water because it's uh-huh. too strong. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Yeah, I guess it'd be too strong. Yeah. Yes, many uses for it. Wow. That's yeah. And like another way too that it's less, it's not like the misconception that it's more expensive, um, is um, for sure. Like I said before, the paper towels. Mm-hmm. Like we haven't bought paper towels in months or not. I don't know if years because we started this two years ago, but slowly. Like we didn't cut cut out paper towels right away, but um, but yeah, like replacing them with just what you have like towels and stuff like we're not spending on paper towels anymore Mm. um and another big one for for me or for people who who menstruate is having reusable pads or a menstrual cup Um, yes i was gonna ask about that like eco-friendly periods (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah that's a big one because we go through it once a month for most most people who menstruate um and it's a lot of garbage if you're using um, disposable um, pads. And mm-hmm. in some places, pads are compostable, I think, in Toronto. Um, but again, like, if you can reduce <laughs> before, why yeah, why put it there? Um, so I, I started using the Diva Cup in September. So I think it's been, I don't know, eight months, maybe, around. Um, and it's been great. <laughs> yeah. So um, how does that work? Like you Sorry. put it, how does that work? You put it in your, yeah. those yeah, in your yourself. uterus? Like how? Like... Yeah, you, um, so you have to, the cup is kind of, it looks like a little, like a little cup. You've, have you seen? I have seen it, yeah. It? Yeah, and you have to fold it in. Um, 
there's like there's great instructions online and different like I, I I watched YouTube videos and like read blog posts and stuff but um so you fold it and then you like you insert and you just kind of the bottom of the cup is usually still like you can still feel it okay um so it's not it's not like way way up I think depending on on the person's body it might be higher up or lower um and there's different there's a lot of different sizes and are like shapes or um yeah, like, they're a little bit different, the, the different brands of cups. Um, and then it's easy to take out, too. Like, there's different kind of, like, you can, like, bear down. I think that's what it is. Yeah, like, you, your muscles, you kind of learn to, like, or you, you kind of, yeah, you bear down to, like, kind of um, bring it down a bit, and then you can pull it out. Um, yeah, feeling more comfortable with that, too. It took, um, well, and it that, take long, but... And does that stay in, like, does that equal to like one pad like oh yeah it depends on your flow I think um so for me it's pretty I think heavy the first two days so like I have to take it out after maybe four hours or six hours and then I empty it and and, like wash it just like with cold water because then the cold and then and then with um with soap with um there's instructions on there like to not use soap with glycerin. I don't know if it depends on the cup maybe too, but because the the cups I think are silicone, um so I think that's what they are. <laughs> but it's safe for your body. Um, and then so you wash it and then you can put it back in for the rest of the day. Um, I use um the cup and cloth pads because I have a bit of leaking um okay. when I wear the cup, but it's still not enough for me to go back to disposable ones some people like the, the posts that i've read online they're all really great and like great success stories of like people who yeah it doesn't leak for them and i guess I'm, i could try a different size maybe or a different style i might try that one day but for now i'm okay with using the, the cup and then i have a few reusable uh, cloth pads um that i got from um also from bear market it's upcycled lifestyle i think is the brand um, and they use um cloth uh from it's not second i think it's um like like scrap um cloth that wasn't used in making other clothes so it's like it would have it could have been thrown out but they're using it for for those pads and then i have one from garden of eden reusables that's in peterborough um that i went to one of her workshops she makes um pads and um and I got to make one at her workshop, so it was wow. fun. Um, yeah, so so I used those, and so those those three things, like even just the cup, um, even if you just try the cup, like that's I think it was thirty five or forty dollars, which like at the beginning, I thought, oh that's a lot, but then like the it's reusable. Of pads that, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like I don't I don't even remember how much pad boxes are, but they're expensive, <laughs> and then like you go through so many yeah. in a in your week and. So it for sure, like it's already paid itself off, right, you know. Right. Um, wow. Yeah. yeah. That's fascinating. Yeah, Thanks so. for sharing. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I love to look that's into one that. of the big, big ones. And like I remember, it, it, I used to fill like one, like our our washroom garbage bin, um, with pads <laughs> like the the week that I had my period. Oh yeah. Just, Same here. I remember. <laughs> yeah. The last time I we emptied the that bin because it's. Yeah, it just cut down a lot. Wow. And it's more comfortable, and um, you get to know your body more, too, I think. So, um, yeah. And if you're, like, if you're not comfortable with the cup, you could invest in some reusable pads, because even that, in the end, is still cheaper and, and healthier, because they're, they're cloth, they're cotton. Most I think they're usually cotton, um, versus, like, usually it's plastic. Wow. Yeah, another way, too, I thought of, like, how it's not it's cheaper still um so is like um is one thing is um buying less so so like i said refusing before but um buying less food is part of it too because food waste is a big big part of the waste that we produce i don't remember the percentage again but like it's just it's huge how much food is wasted and it's not just the food itself that's wasted, but all the energy that went into producing this food that is now wasted. Mm. So, um, yeah, like keeping that in mind when you're grocery shopping or going to the farmer's market is just buying just what you need, like less food. Um, so then it's cheaper, like you're spending less, you're wasting less. If you're wasting food, then it's kind of like your food is going down 
right. is going to the garbage. Right. Um, and if you do end up buying too much food or don't end up finishing, there's like a lot of ways to to preserve it. Our our favorite is just freezing, mm-hmm. and we just try whatever. Like sometimes I don't even Google. I'm just like, okay, we're in a rush. We'll just put it in the freezer. Deal with it later. And often it's fine. Um, like a whole apple. I remember we were going on a trip and we still had apples in the fridge and I, I knew they were gonna like they weren't gonna last or they were gonna start getting old so I just like put them in um, um, these Ziploc bags that we've just had forever like we just end up ended up with them um, and yeah you just like as we could reuse them but um, you just put I just put the apples in in separate Ziploc bags and then when we got back I thawed them and and cut them and, and cook them for for our granola for breakfast so you can just you can freeze so many things hmm. um, if you don't have like the time to do like a more complicated um, like canning or or something like that then, right. or you could like you could freeze soup soup is something we freeze a lot now we make a lot of it and then we freeze some and it's it's easy to just use on a weeknight right um, to thaw it yeah another way too and you probably you've probably experienced this is um is how vegan eating which is part of eco-friendly living i think or at least plant-based eating um how that could be cheaper um a lot of people think i think that um vegan eating could be expensive expensive. (laughs) yeah and it, it could if you get like the yeah like the specialty things but that could also be true for non-vegan food if you get specialty things right but like beans (laughs) they're like probably the cheapest they're one of the cheapest things they're much cheaper than meat anyway definitely Um, yeah so that for sure is one way um to have less expensive um like a less expensive lifestyle with this lifestyle um Mm -hmm. and buying veggies in season two i think is cheaper probably um, yeah, that's one thing I'm learning too. Like mm-hmm. with berries, especially. Yeah. Um, sometimes strawberries are like five bucks, yeah. six bucks, but when the they're in season, two bucks, one dollar. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, like if you buy in season and local as much as you can, you'll notice that it's cheaper um, and it's fresher and it tastes better. Like mm-hmm. tomatoes in season in the summer are way better than like buying tomatoes now mm. which are either from the states or there might be greenhouse grown greenhouse which is yeah. still maybe more local but i think yeah if you can wait a bit in season or at least like not have an excess so we used to view food as just we would just get it whenever we wanted you know whatever get like yeah like tomatoes in the winter um zucchini in the winter anything everything whenever you wanted but then when we started thinking more about what we could do then we started um and, and buying at the farmer's market it just made more sense to just buy local buy seasonal um and if you do want like tomato in the winter then you could yeah have it once in a while but like you could change your um your habits and just um have less of it like um like avocados for example i think um they could be depending on the store maybe but they could be more expensive um Oh, that's not local, but I mean, like this is one way that you could change your habit is um, one there, the, the ones in mesh, I think are less expensive than the loose ones. At least that's what I saw once. Um, so you could choose the ones that are loose, um, even though it's, it might be more expensive, but you could just buy less of them. Right. So, and because they're coming from, for us anyway here, like they're coming from so far, like they're for sure not local. Um, so in that way too, you can just eat less. Mm. and eat more of something local like don't, you don't have to feel deprived but you could feel you could like see it as a treat like that's how we we eat avocados now and bananas too we don't we used to have bananas every week and now we have apples and pears in the winter mostly and like blue, frozen blueberries but uh, we do have um, bananas once in a while which is not as much and so it's really that's a special treat for us mm. yeah you know what's interesting a few of like my recent guests that i've had on their show that's like the topic of eating in season has come up so yeah it's just like talking to you is just reaffirming like everything they're saying and like like yeah it's really yeah. cool yeah, yeah i like, really like the local local food um movement as much as you can like um yeah like I, and again like we're not we don't have kids yet but i've heard of like if your kids only eat like if they're picky or something and they only eat this one thing then 
yeah like you can choose for yourself what works for you and your family mm-hmm. but like maybe you can reduce something else right um yeah like choose what you can do do the best you can with like with your situation And that concludes episode 33. Feel free to leave a review and share this episode on your social media outlets. If you are interested in following or connecting with Maria on social media, her Instagram handle is at happybeat. For updates on the Sweet Tooth Vegan, subscribe to the emailing list by heading on over to www.thesweettoothvegan.com or you can follow me on Instagram, which is at thesweettoothvegan underscore. Thank you for listening.